is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 7th, 2020, Season 16, Episode number 75. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We get the privilege of getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Ravens. That happens tomorrow night. Uh, we'll go through some of the injury updates. We'll talk to you about uh, our preview of the Cowboys versus Ravens. We'll also get into a little talk on the NFC East before we end the show. And in the final segment, we will definitely have our picks and we want to hear uh, from you guys. So if you have questions, make sure you send them to at Cowboys Break on Twitter. Amber will pull those. We'll get to some questions in the third segment as well. Um, but let's talk about injuries. Let's catch up on some injuries. I'm going to throw out some names, and you guys tell me where they are at this point as far as uh, their health and their availability for tomorrow night's game. Let's start first with Anthony Brown. Dave. Anthony Brown was limited over the weekend. Um, I would guess that he's going to play, if we ever do play this game. I I mean, I don't know. It feels like it's been three weeks since uh, the Cowboys have played a game. So maybe in that regard, you know, it's a lot of time for Anthony Brown to get right. You know, he suffered the injury uh, against the Vikings, didn't play on Thanksgiving. So that's, that's a long time to sit on the shelf. So the fact that he upgraded to limited seems like a good sign. Alden Smith, where is he? Well, he he practiced uh, this week. I mean, he was missed a couple of days. He was uh, sick, missed a couple of days, came back, practiced. So I would imagine he should be ready to go. The one I'm most concerned about, Donovan Wilson. What's going on with him? He's got a groin, and he hasn't done anything significant. So we'll see. I wouldn't say I feel optimistic about it, though. Hmm. Might be Darian Thompson time. Is that is that the it's best? It's like op- just when you get. Good, Amber. I was gonna say that it feels like just when you start getting excited about a guy, something happens to that person, and he ends up getting injured. So, man, they just cannot catch a freaking break at all. Welcome to 2020. That seems like the, the the story of probably the whole country, but definitely the Cowboys this year is every time you think you might be moving in a positive direction or you might be getting good play out of a certain guy, something just inevitably has to happen. Well, I mean, you can't play. I mean, the thing that you're excited about with Donovan Wilson is is the same reason why he's going to be on the injury report 14 times every season. Doesn't mean he's going to miss that many games. He's just going to be banged up because he plays like he doesn't care about his body. When you throw it around and you hit people like that, you're going to get banged up too. We saw it. You know, we've seen it with running backs that run that way. We see it with linebackers that play that way. I mean, if you if you are an, an intense player that that plays recklessly. You're gonna get banged up. So is recklessly a good word for that? Well, for your body, <laughs> reckless, aggressive. For, yeah, aggressively. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. But reckless. Hey, we've reckless been asking like for someone that isn't right, afraid true. to tackle. True. We've been asking for someone who's right. not afraid to tackle, and we finally get a guy. And yes, that's gonna. I mean, injuries are bound to happen when you get someone that plays that way. But at the same time, it's like. 
what do you want you can't have it all right. at the yeah. same time so i'd rather get a guy that that's not afraid to hit someone yeah, yeah. I, th- I bet i mean we, we might just be sitting here talking and then they've rested him but he he could be like oh i'm playing yeah you know then again that- sure i remember interviewing a, a player one time after a game and he said yeah, I'll be fine next week, and it was like week six, and he was on IR for the <laughs> right. season. So yeah, they never know. A player's Tra- opinion may not Tra- always Tra- be the right Dick opinion. said he'd be fine. He'd be he'd be back next week when yeah. I talked to him when he had a boot on. I guess it was a Steelers game. Yeah, I guess he meant next month. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times the player is going by. Oh, I've had pain before. I can play through pain. Yeah, but then the the medical people see it and they're like, no, there's no way we're going to put you back out there and let you play with that. Right. Uh, but that all being said, like, how much does this affect the defense? And I know it seems kind of strange. Like, if you if you're looking at this as a big picture thing, it seems kind of strange that we're talking about Donovan Wilson in a way where it's like, oh my God, he's going to be out. Uh, but he has been one of the bright spots of this defense. How much does it affect them, him not playing, if he doesn't play against the Ravens? Amber. I mean, th- th- that's just another guy to go out, a guy that was actually starting to do some things. He wasn't, he wasn't perfect or anything, but he was someone that brought fire to the defense, and it's something we've been lacking. And it, it's just unfortunate because you, you have had so many different injuries in, in the secondary as a whole and now you get the safety position and then we I, I know you were going to mention Steven Parker as well who's another safety guy who it's ha, ha, what is it ankle and it's still I don't know is he listed as questionable I forgot mm-hmm. yep yep or is he out is he's questionable, he's questionable yes. too yeah, yeah. so it, it's just Again, another hit at the depth of the position, at a position that the Cowboys were already struggling to begin with. So it, it's very unfortunate, and this is obviously going to affect the Cowboys, and the defense is going to have to rely, in my opinion, on the defensive line and get the most support that they can get from them, pressure and attack right there, and then hope that the linebackers can do their job as well. Dave, how much do you think this affects them if, uh, if they don't have Donald Wilson out there? You know, when you first asked the question, like my immediate reaction was like, "Saint, the Saint Tyron Matthew," you right. know. But now, now that I'm thinking about it, um, it it's probably it probably would not be very good because Donovan Wilson, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of work to do in coverage. Like that's where he seems to struggle. That's and that's the hardest part of playing safety. So that makes sense. But what does he do well? Uh, first of all, he's around the ball. He makes hits. He plays the middle of the field well. Uh, you know, he's the classic let them know you're there type of player. And what do the Ravens do? They run the ball, and I, we're going to talk about it. Mark Andrews isn't going to play in this game, but they still utilize tight ends, and they are better when they're throwing the ball between the numbers, which is where, you know, a good thumping safety is probably going to be. So, yeah, that doesn't sound good to me uh, that a guy who can make hits, maybe force fumbles. Maybe, you know, stop Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins for six yards instead of letting him go for 15. Yeah, that could be problematic. And and we know what the other safeties on this roster look like because we watched them for the first eight weeks before Donovan Wilson got his shot. So not super encouraging if he can't go, for sure. Nick. Uh, you know, obviously he, he's – kind of what they were saying is he just brings like a jolt of energy – to, to the defense, so uh, you know it, it'll be a big it'll be a big loss from from that standpoint. You know, Darian Thompson, if he plays, I mean, he, 
he's okay. He's he's just solid at best, but um, he doesn't do he doesn't have that wow factor. And, and Wilson, has, while he does struggle in, in at times in coverage, I mean most safeties do, um, but. He he brings he makes up for it with his you know ability to, to you know make a play. That's one thing that this defense hasn't really done is go make a play. So that they're gonna miss that if he doesn't play. But again, I'm 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 just kind of thinking he he probably will. And I don't know this. I'm just guessing he he might. I'm guessing he will play. If they don't have he him or Stephen Parker, what do they have just as far as bodies? What's left as far as just the bodies they have Say to be able to play? Wait, say what? If they don't have Stephen Parker or Donovan Wilson, what do they have just as far as bodies are concerned that can play safety? They have Darian. They have Xavier Woods. I, I'm, like, thrown off. I'm not sure what Nick well, wants me to say. Or the like... other day when we talked about this in a meeting, we talked about it. And <laughs> are Dave you talking said, about the rookie? Dave's like, Reggie Robinson. Like, he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Reggie. You're, well, I mean, I got to. Oh yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> that that goes to show where we are. That right. it's week thirteen of the season, and I forgot about him because the guy hasn't gotten a jersey yet. So, my God, I mean, if Donovan can't go and Reggie Wilson or Reggie Robinson, I'm sorry, still can't get a jersey, then I don't know what to say. But yeah, that's that's a really good point. I guess that's that's a silver lining is that if he can't go, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'll see Reggie. To believe it. Well, you got to think if both of them can't go, if Wilson can't go and Parker can't go, then I think like who else do they have? I, I don't, you don't really have know a what choice else they at have. That point, yeah. You almost think you got to put him out there and see what he can do, unless you want to take one of those corners where, by the way, you're shorthanded there too. Yeah, like where, where are you going to put say, back there? I want to say this is not good. I mean, but I, I want to say DeAndre Burton has hmm. played some safety. I okay. mean, he looks like a safety. He's like six two 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 twenty five. I. I guess he could play some safety. You know, we've talked a lot. Cheeto. If they safety. move, oh, what like if they move a cornerback to safety on two days' notice instead of playing Reggie Robinson, I might lose it. And I'm not saying Reggie Robinson is this great player. I mean, he he had a rough training really? camp. I get it. Sometimes guys take time, but I mean. You know, we. I feel like we've said this a million times in 2020. Like it's a break glass in case of emergency situation. Like if he can't find some snaps in a situation like this, that's just. Um, it's really disheartening to hear about a fourth round draft pick. I'm sure we'll find out here in about I don't know a few hours. That's about the time when they when they take off um, on road trips on on the day before the game is usually when they have to start elevating players mm-hmm. from the practice squad or moving them up and making all kinds of changes so uh, you expect to see some kind of news from that and I would say in the next two hours and if nothing happens if they don't move him up then you probably start feeling a little bit better about yeah. Wilson and or Parker right, right. being able to play because just from the standpoint of bodies yeah. you would think you, they feel pretty good about it are right, we're gonna take an early break when we come back we're gonna get into our Cowboys versus Ravens preview I got some questions lined up for for these guys, uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. Guys, you got to check out AT&T Starview. I mean, AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview, presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the Stadium tab. Check it out. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk Cowboys versus Ravens. And here's the first question I'd like to pose to the group. Who must have a better day for Dallas to be successful, Andy Dalton or Zeke Elliott? Let's start with you, Nick. Ooh, uh, Zeke. Got to go with Zeke. Why? Because he's the guy that, that has to play well. The running game has to be effective. You're not. You mean you need him to be resembling a superstar. You don't need that necessarily for Andy Dalton. He needs to. He, he needs Zeke to, to play well. If he plays well, then Andy Dalton will play well. Um, I, I think you need Zeke. Amber. I think Zeke as well. I just have a feeling that um, Cowboys tend to have a better ending when the running game is successful, when Zeke has a better day than the quarterback. So I just have a feeling that if they get Zeke moving and he's able to have a better game, the Cowboys might and just might, might (laughs) get away with a win. Dave. Sounds like she's going to pick him. Uh, I like think it. Dalton. It's 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 Andy Dalton. Uh, it's, it's a quarterback's league. I don't think I – I mean, could anybody tell me the last time, like, Zeke took over a game and just made it happen when the other stuff wasn't working? Like, passing game's not there. Quarterback can't stay upright. And Zeke, it just didn't matter. Like, Zeke went full Derrick Henry and did it all himself because I don't – I couldn't tell you the last time that happened. I think uh, running backs – tend to have great days when the quarterback is keeping a defense honest. Um, so, I mean, Zeke, they both need to play well. Don't get me wrong. But Andy Dalton has to find a way to scare the Ravens into thinking the passing game might work. Um, whatever that looks like, he's got to keep that thing honest. Because just like every other team, especially since Dak went down, I'm sure the Ravens are going to be like, we're not going to let 21 be the reason why we lose this game. Not with a 
compromised offensive line and a backup quarterback. So I would assume they're going to focus on Zeke, and they'll probably be successful because teams usually are when they do that. So Andy Dalton's got to get him out of that mindset. So he needs to have – it's more important that he has a good game, in my opinion. That just seems – it's funny. Amber and, and Dave have completely different answers there. I mean, and because – you think about it. The – the quarterback, we've seen the quarterback play really well here with stats and yards and all that and then get their ass kicked and, and lose. So, you know, and I, I agree with Amber on that one. Like, when, when Zeke plays well, when the running game is there, they typically win. So I've seen the running game do well and then win way more than I've, I've seen the passing game do well and then lose. So I, I think it's the running game. I'm not trying to say, like, one's right or wrong. I mean, I'm just saying I don't know if I've seen that before. Well, the running game works well when you just dictate the game to the other team. Like when you can do what you want, they can't stop you. Typically, like you know, like right off the right off the top of my head, I'll never. I I can't get this game out of my head. Is the the loss to the Vikings last year where Dak threw for like four hundred and thirty yards and Zeke really wasn't doing much of anything, and they did lose that game. I would argue that they maybe lost that game because they took the ball out of their quarterback's hands in crunch time. Um, but I just think I, I think running is a running success is a byproduct of winning the game and being the better team more often than not, unless you just get a Barry Sanders or Derrick Henry day from. My point is, I mean, we haven't seen one of those from Zeke in a long, long time, in my opinion. To that point, do you think Zeke has become or has always been the type of back that needs great blocking in order to be successful? And do you think that's a fair way to judge a running back? Dave, I'll start with you. I mean, what is the evidence that suggests that that's not true? And and further, I've said this a million times. I, I still think it's true. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about Zeke in the long term, you know, when this offensive line is a little bit healthier and the starting quarterback is healthy. I think he'll be just fine. But, I mean. Here's the evidence to suggest that he can make it work all by himself. So is that um, fair? Is that fair to judge him yeah. in that way, though, when he's making the amount of money he's making? That's, that is how you should judge him. Yes, that's that. Those are the expectations that come with a fifteen million dollars salary. And I've said that again. Like you know, I, I'm a broken record sometimes, but it's not ideal. Like Zeke, Zeke is just not a generational running back who doesn't need talent around him to make it work. And honestly, there's probably only five or six guys in the history of the NFL that you can say that about. So it's not a knock on Zeke that that's true. It's just an unfortunate circumstance. Um, so like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to rush to cut the guy or make him take a pay cut. It just, it is what it is that I'm just not sure he's that caliber of running back. Amber. I mean, Dave's answer is the smart answer. But I feel like me personally, I'm not ready to, to say that yet, even though everything, we, everything we're seeing this year suggests your point, Dave. But at the same time, I feel there's something just holding me back from saying that. And that's maybe because the Cowboys have been bad in so many different areas that it's not like, oh, Zeke is the only one that's not doing his job and playing bad, even though we know that because of his contract, we have higher expectations. And at times like this, this is when we need him to be good and he's not being good. So, but I just can't, can't get there. Like I, I need maybe a little more time 
to to feel that way to me. I, I, I love Zeke and everything that he's done in previous year. Yes, completely different line, but there were many times where I thought that the line wasn't perfect in certain games and he was still able to create plays where there wasn't any. So I'm not quite there just yet. Yeah, he doesn't need a great line. Um, I mean, he's had one, and he's then he's, he's had unbelievable numbers. But if you think about the offense they run with him, they don't they don't have a fullback for him. They don't have uh, adequate tight end blockings. They think they do. They put the tight ends out there a lot, but they're not really good blockers, and they haven't been really since he's been here. So um, you know, they, they, he's had a good offensive line. There's no doubt. But but I you know if they really if he was a back that needed all that they would have a lead blocker for him and they they would really you know have more of a run oriented offense they 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 want to look at it and go let's spread out with weapons and then Zeke can kind of do what he does and for the most part it's worked so i i i think he you know when he has a great line he has great stats when he has a bad line he's had decent stats. I mean, he's fourth in the NFC in, in, in rushing yards. I had to write that the other day when we did this Pro Bowl story. NFC or NFL? NFC. NFC. Which matters for the Pro Bowl. When you're looking at oh, where does he rank and all this, it's like, dang, he's actually, I mean, he's going to be in the conversation because he's Zeke and he's his stats are right there, you know? So Yeah. I just look at it and I the, the reason I even ask that question is because I, I think it's one of those eye test kind of things too. I, I go back to last year and I watched Saquon Barkley play with what wasn't a great line, what wasn't a great offense, and he was the kind of player that made big plays happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there would be some games where teams would just figure out how to bottle him up, but th- it would take that one play where he got loose and he was gone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's those kind of moments that I'm missing with Zeke that I'm not finding that, that tells you a little bit more about a, a guy's ability, even in situations where his offense may not be great around him, his offensive line may not be great around him, he still has the ability to be very, very dangerous. And I don't know that I see that same level of dangerous whatever it is in Zeke at this point in his career. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying that means get rid of him. I'm just saying the expectation is when you pay that much money, he should be able to be the person that steps up when you lose other things around you. And I just haven't seen that. Is that fair? If we... Uh if we compile the list of the top five highlights for uh, Chubb, um, obviously Saquon is hurt, so we can't say Saquon. Um, Aaron Jones, Zeke, all you know, the top six or seven running backs based on stats and and salary. I'm pretty confident saying like. Zeke's would be shockingly sparse. Like you, ju- I mean, you know, those guys. Those guys have all made wow plays. Like, I'm thinking about, you know, Kamara had a play against the Packers back in September or October where he, like, made seven guys miss on his way to the house from 40 yards out. I mean, you just – you're not getting that stuff from Zeke. And I – like, I for the millionth time, I sympathize because he's working with a lot less around him than some of those guys are. But that's the expectation when you're making $15 million a year. Throw in the fact that he leads the league in fumbles – and that's a whole other thing that we haven't even really brought up during this conversation. That's that's what I said last week after he fumbled on Thanksgiving is like, I'm not asking you to carry the team, but I am asking you to do the bare minimum and hold on to the ball. And he's had problems with that at, for a lot of this season as well. So, I mean, I just no matter how you slice it, I just think it's been a disappointing season for him. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, when, you know, when they played that first game at SoFi Stadium and against the Rams, 
um, or whenever that was. <laughs> that, I mean, it just seems two years ago. It does. He seem had like a, a play that ago. was amazing. It was an amazing touchdown play that we had four or five guys that should have tackled him, and he scored. You know, and we looked at that like, oh yeah, good. You know, Zeke's that's, here. That's Zeke. Here we go. Yeah. And then here we are, and it's like coming up with great highlights. Like that's the one. I mean, that's the best one. And then there's yeah. probably been some other decent ones, but not really. You know, and that just goes to show that like. He, and he's not that type of player really anymore, which is, you know, weird sad. to say. Yeah, he's just not. I mean, even, but he should, but he needs to be. That's what they're paying for. Yeah, even going back to last year, like if you look at a lot of his big, like his big plays, his his memorable plays, his his players that plays where you look at him and say, now that's vintage Zeke. It's not necessarily a forty yard touchdown. It's typically a five six yard run that should have been a one yard run that he turned into more right. That's that's kind of been the M on him for a while now. It it hasn't necessarily been the big play, the huge play. It's been the fact that he gets more out of a run, you know, out of just basic runs, and he should. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys watch MythBusters? I don't. Or no. Isn't that a show? Something. I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, well, it's, I don't. it's been a it's been a while, yeah. but yeah, I've, well, I'm very something familiar. like that. Well. Yeah. And I, tomorrow is going to be a good one for me because, I mean, I don't know anybody that has had COVID at any point and has come out and, and like, really been all 100% back. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Unless they, were, unless they didn't have symptoms. Yeah. Now, it's been a yeah. long time yeah. for Zeke. It was during the summer and all that. He just, he just plays tired. He looks tired. So, you think, well, maybe that's it. But tomorrow night when Lamar Jackson's running all over the place and stuff like that they'll be like okay well that's not a thing but yeah so. but it's different for everybody I mean that's, that's the thing about it it's different, it's different for everybody everybody has a different experience that I've talked but to I'm anxious to see how he plays because everyone everyone knows somebody that's had COVID in their own, just in their own life you yeah. know and it, apparently it it knocks it's them down. Yeah. It, so you know the NFL made some things moved some games around so Lamar could play and and let's see how he, how he plays because it you know, from everything I've heard, it's going to be a challenge. He may not be the Lamar Jackson that we've seen. It's still going to be good enough to beat this team, but I'm just saying it may not be the MVP type that we've seen. Yeah, I heard Miles Garrett say uh, just yesterday they were talking about him and some comments he made where he was like basically for about eight days he was just on his butt. He couldn't move. He was just completely zapped of energy. And uh, he's a well-conditioned athlete, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even that well-conditioned athletes have been getting – you know, getting their butts kicked yeah. by COVID when they get it. So it, it will be interesting to see how, how he comes back from that. Um, let's move on to the next question. What must Dallas do to slow down one of the NFL's best rushing attacks? And how convinced are you that they can do it? Amber, let's start with you. I think it's all about communication, having better instinct and, and just being on the same page. Don't be fooled. The, I, I, the Cowboys are easily fooled, and they, they need to stop that. And... and how convinced am I? Not, I mean, it's hard to say I'm convinced at all. We haven't necessarily seen it. We've seen flashes of the Cowboys' uh, run, uh, run defense being better, but they just haven't been able to find that whole click of consistency where they able, are able to do it week after week. And right now, I just uh, I don't really trust the linebackers. So at this point, I'm not really convinced until I see it again. Dave, gap integrity. Uh, that's. I mean, it, it's been a problem for them all year. Not filling the proper space. And I mean, th- those were the breakdowns in the fourth quarter against Washington. Guys not filling where they're supposed to. They've been better at it over the last month, but uh, you know, an offense like this where you have 
two running backs and a quarterback who can do a little bit of everything. That's kind of scary. And I think that's a really interesting point. I wonder, you know, with Lamar coming back from COVID, I mean, like, you know, what is his conditioning like? Do the Ravens trust that he can do that type of stuff right now? I mean, you know, if the guy's doesn't have his wind up, if he's, you know, still short of breath or whatever, anything, anything that might have to deal with that, are you really going to ask him to run eight to 15 times in a game? I don't, so that's curious. I wonder if that might make him a little bit more one-dimensional, make, maybe make it a little bit easier to defend. Um, but, I, you know, I don't, I don't trust them at all because I'd say they've had issues with gap integrity and handling their assignments. What, they've played 11 games? They've had issues in like nine of the 11 with that. So, I, I mean, I don't trust it, but that's what they need to do. Nick, yeah, I, this you have to just sell out for it, and 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 you have to say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to stop the run, and if Lamar Jackson steps back there and and con- connects on long touchdown passes to what Marquise Brown or whoever whoever their star yeah, receivers Bryant, okay, yeah, it's Bryant. I mean, I'm talking about guys that are gonna get deep. Stop I'm not it. talking about tight ends. Um, I think that I think that no, I mean Des Des can still make a play, but I mean not not I'm talking about down the field deep play. I, I think you just got to let Lamar Jackson do it. I mean he he didn't win MVP because he's he's a, the best thrower in the world. He's great at what he does when he's when he's on, but like you got to see if he's going to be himself and see if he can throw the ball. And you have to just stop those runs. So I I mean I'm loading up for the run, and I'm going to let those corners are just going to have to play. Well, I mean, he did really have a, a – he had a great passing season last year as well. Now, he's not been that good as a passer this year. And this might be the kind of game where they look at it and say, we might need to throw the ball a yeah. little bit more because his win may not allow him to run as much as we typically – I'm thinking talking as, I'm, as, as though I'm Baltimore. He may not be able to run as much as we normally would want him to run. So this may be a game where they have to throw it a little yeah. bit more. And, and in those instances, maybe he can rekindle some of that of what he was doing last year as far as the passing game is concerned. Um, it'll be interesting because he does not have what is right now his best receiving threat, which is Mark Andrews. Right now, Mark Andrews leads him in receiving, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. How much do you expect that helps Dallas now with Mark Andrews projected to be out? Nick, let's Yeah, that helps because, I mean, you don't have to be an all-pro tight end to hurt this team. I mean, we've seen it. Tight ends have, have given the Cowboys a problem for the last couple of years, uh, especially when you put them on. You know, if Jalen has to be in, you know, in coverage, uh, even safeties. I mean, they they struggled there. You know, you know when, and that's what tight ends are supposed to do. They're supposed to be mismatches, and and you know, the really good ones like in Mark Andrews can can find the mismatch. But uh, I think this certainly helps them. I, I, I'm curious to see where they use Dez in this game. He probably will play. I'm not going to call him a tight end, but I think he'll play some of that underneath stuff and 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 be the safety valve for Lamar Jackson like a tight end would be. Amber, what do you think? Um, I agree with everything that Nick said. Um, I, do you guys know how fast are the, the, the tight ends that they currently have right now that we would be expecting to play? Because I think, like, fast is one thing that hurts the Cowboys. Speed. And, and regardless of us talking about players, uh, defensive players from the Cowboys having certain speed, that uh, to me that's something that they're currently lacking. At least in these past few games, they just seem so slow compared to the opponent. And, and so it makes me wonder. I don't really know how fast these 
the rest of the tight ends are, but if that's the case and there is some speed there, it, it can hurt the Cowboys. Uh, the guy that's going to most likely start is Luke Wilson, the longtime Seattle tight end. Um, I mean, he's an NFL athlete, but I wouldn't say that he's yeah. like remarkably fast <laughs> by tight end standards. Um, although I will say, it's funny, these are going to be famous last words because, I mean, without Mark Andrews, I sort of don't feel overly bothered by what the Ravens are trotting out there. I mean, Hollywood – but I will say this, A.G., is like if they have one thing, they they probably have speed because Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown – That's what I was going to say. I mean, he was he, he a first-round pick for his speed. Mm-hmm. Like that's why he was picked as highly as he was. Uh, he, he hit Pittsburgh for a, a long touchdown the other day. Um, and he's and not then, the fastest you know, guy. I, he hasn't got. had – Sorry, Dave. I'm well, just I was going to say – no, Duvernay. I mean, he that guy. Yeah, I, I, yes. I mean, he hasn't had a Olympic great rookie season, but he's definitely he's fast as hell. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's famous last words. But I'm not terrified by the stuff they throw out there behind Mark Andrews. But all it takes is one play, and we know the Cowboys are good for giving that up. So do we? Do we like Anthony Brown with bad ribs on like Duvernay? <laughs> Marquise Brown. Well, see, that's also part of the issue here is we started the show talking about the safeties. And when you're talking about a team that has a ton of speed, I certainly don't feel great about the idea that you're going to put cornerbacks that are not your starting cornerbacks. you got two guys who either one, one definitely will be out, one that is gimpy at best that are going to be yeah. – that are, aren't playing cornerback or playing cornerback in a gimpy way. And now they're going to be expected to cover these fast guys with, by yeah. the way, some safeties not playing that you would normally have out there. So it doesn't sound like the running game. I know that's the part you got to be worried about, but it's sounding more and more to me like the passing game will be the opportunity for for Baltimore and also can be the Achilles heel for Dallas. Were you saying I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll call my shot. I mean, like you know, Devin Duvernay for a third round pick really. He's not having the most incredible rookie season. That I mean, that's normal though. Yeah. But he's got he's got 18 catches for 199 yards. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Uh, so one yeah, kickoff return he, for 100 uh, yards. Uh, True. Yeah. Touchdown. Or how? I mean, how, how about Devin Duvernay makes a house call tomorrow night from you know 55 yards out, maybe like a little slot post or something like that. I can picture that. That's very easy to believe. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is somewhat easy to believe. I, I really am starting to convince myself as this show goes on that the passing game for the Ravens is going to be a problem tomorrow night. But we will see. Let's take our final break when we come back. We've got a little bit of talk on the NFC East, and we'll get to some questions hopefully here in the final segment. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. 
Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. Don't miss your chance to get tickets to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season with home matchups remaining against the 49ers and Eagles. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk a little NFC East. Yesterday, Sunday slate of games, New York Giants are lined up to play the Seattle Seahawks. If you guys are anything like me, you probably thought, ah, this is a pretty much a we know what's going to happen before it happens. However, the New York Giants get a win against Seattle. They are now on a four-game winning streak that includes wins that win against Seattle, but also wins over Philadelphia and Washington in the division. They now lead the division at a record of 5-7 and seven after starting 1-7 and seven to begin the season. Are they the best team in the division? Let's start with you, Dave. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I want to see what Washington looks like today going against Pittsburgh, but yes, I think you have to say that. I mean, how impressive is that to go on the road to Seattle, Russell Wilson, you know, having it, I mean, they, they might've just killed Russell Wilson's MVP Mm -hmm. campaign, 12 points, you know, they had five for most of the game. I don't think Seattle scored till the final few minutes. Uh, their defense is only allowing 18 points per game. They do it without Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realize this, but um, you know the loss to the, the loss to the Cowboys that where Dak got hurt dropped them to 0 and five, and they're five and two since. And we'll see. I mean, we'll see just how good they are because basically every game they have left is against a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. I think they go Arizona, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and finish it up with Dallas. Yep. I mean, if they can even if they if they can win three of those, that's pretty damn impressive. Heck, so, if they can win two of those, but that's yeah, impressive. I mean, right, yeah, right, right now, I don't know who you look at in the division and say they're doing better than the Giants. So yeah, for sure, Amber. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're the ones winning games right now. We can say, uh, I, I mean, about a month ago, over a month ago. I think we all said that you cannot sleep on the Giants. You And me, to me, I remember that several games that I watched from them, even games that they lost, there were times where Jason Garrett, he would do certain things on offense that I would be like, oh, okay, Garrett, like, wow, okay. That was impressive. Even when they faced the Cowboys, to me, I thought they had some really impressive plays and obviously ended up losing there, but... Just in general, I am impressed with the things that they've been able to accomplish so far. 
looking at how their season started. So the Cowboys cannot sleep. They, 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 this thing is getting away from the Cowboys, so they need to step it up because uh, we're here headed to the finish line. So right now, I would say, yes, the Giants are the better team right now, which is crazy to say, but they are. Nick? Well, if, they, if they've lost four in a row, that means that the, the one, one four in a row? I mean, if they've won four in a row, the one before that, I believe, was the Buccaneers where it was on Monday night. I mean, that didn't seem too long ago, and they had a chance to win that, you know, uh, at the very end of the game, two points. Oh, they lost a lot of close games this year, no doubt about it. I think, yeah, they are the best team. You know, it's funny, you see that game of Seattle, it's just a game of inches. I guess they lost by five yesterday, 19 to 14. I mean, if you saw there was a blocked punt in the game where it lands right in the guy's hands to catch it for a, you know, in the end zone, and he fumbles it out. It's a tough play to make. They finally get it, and the guy's hand's out of bounds, so it turns into a safety. So that's a five-point difference right there, and they lose by five. I mean, it's a game of inches. I don't know. Seattle obviously shouldn't have lost that game, but, yeah, the Giants are playing better. And But, you know, it, all it takes is if Washington beats the Steelers, then you're like, well, they're the best team. And if they don't do that, and if the yeah. Cowboys beat the Ravens, I don't think you would say they're the best team, but you're like, well, that's the one team the Cowboys can can sweep this year is the Giants. So, you know, they'd be sitting pretty now. they got to go beat the Ravens. But, I mean, if they, if, you know, we could be sitting here two days from now talking and going, well, that's if the Cowboys win or the Reds or Washington wins. Yeah, I, I still think Washington is the better team. Um, you look at Washington's schedule down the stretch, too. I think they got the easier road to go. I know they got Pittsburgh tonight, um, but they got after that, they got San Francisco, they got Seattle, who is not playing at its best at this point in the season. They got Carolina, and then they end with Philadelphia. So they got a schedule that, that seems very manageable down the stretch. And I think Washington actually, from the standpoint of just their personnel, I think they're the better team. I think they got a better defense. I think their offense is probably comparable to the Giants' offense. Um, and so I think matched head-to-head, I think they're better than the, the, the Giants. I will be interested to see what they do tonight because Pittsburgh has been flirting with losses for the last few weeks. Like They've been mm-hmm. playing there on the edge for the last few weeks. The likelihood they go undefeated. It, you know, it just does. That's not a very likely thing for any NFL team. I think at some point it catches up to them. This could be the night where it, it kind of catches up to them, and the Washington football team finds a way to get a win here. But if they get the win tonight, I will be sold that Washington's going to win this division. If they don't, I still think looking at their schedule down the stretch and looking at the Giants' schedule down the stretch, I still think they're in the driver's seat to to be the the winner of the division. They ain't winning tonight. I know you, you got think? Washington colors on, Derek, but they're not winning tonight. That, that has nothing whatsoever to do with it. And <laughs> certainly wasn't a part of my decision making no. this morning. But No. Um, can we all uh can we all agree that even even the Cowboys are in a better spot than the Philadelphia Eagles, though? Oh gosh. I mean, what a dumpster fire of a team. <laughs> oh god. Do you do you think they're gonna stick with Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Stick with. I mean, I, do. Uh, I mean, they brought him in yesterday, so they're going to stick with him now. I mean, at this point, they're going to stick with him, or are they going to pull the old "Hey, so. we just thought you know Carson was having a bad game, a bad ten Here. games, <laughs> and so we're going to just we wanted to give him some relief uh, in that game," or do they really make this change and, and go with Jalen Hurts for a few games? I don't know. I didn't see how he played. Did he, did he play better? He, he, he was, got a touchdown. He was fine. He, he threw a touchdown. He was he, he was like. Not, I mean, he was fine, but he did throw a touchdown, and it just speaks to how bad Wentz has been. That Hurts yeah. looking fine looked a lot better. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think you don't have to, you don't have to get rid of Carson Wentz, but like, I think like he. 
Carson Wentz just needs to go like detox somewhere. He needs to like go <laughs> just go to like a mountain cabin and just turn off the phone for a month and just like I I think I just think his his head is his head's got to be all kinds of haywire just trying to handle the criticism and the pressure and all that. It just doesn't seem like he's coping very well with it. So maybe he can still be a good quarterback, but I would give Jalen Hurts a chance to just let Carson Wentz like breathe for a second because I think he's he's not having a good time right now. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things we're figuring out through the through all this season is once we get back to next year, Dallas clearly, in my opinion, has the better quarterback in this division. And if that means anything, which I think it does in an NFL where quarterback play is the most important thing, I think that that matters for the Cowboys over the next several years, assuming they can get a deal done and actually secure his services <laughs> for the next several years. All right, real quick, let's go ahead and get some picks here before we end the show. I'm going to start first with you, Nick. Mm. Which way you go on this one? You know, I just don't. I just don't trust the Cowboys to do this. I, I, I think that it could be close. I was kind of wavering a little bit because I, just, I don't. I think Baltimore is going to be so messy with just everything that's happened. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're just a little bit rejuvenated. But I, I, I see them winning the game. Uh, I think it'll be somewhat close, but uh, I'm going to say twenty-three to twelve. Okay, Amber. I hope the Cowboys win, but I just can't get myself to pick them. Despite of, of like Nick mentioned, all the issues that, that everything that the Ravens have been dealing with currently, it might not be a clean game or anything. But at the same time, I think that they still managed to beat the Cowboys, and I, I would imagine it's a close game, but uh, something higher, like 22-20, and Cowboys just lose another game. All right, Dave. <laughs> it's a it's a vicious it's a vicious cycle where you know you say you don't trust the Cowboys to go on the road a favorite that wears purple and that's exactly what they do against the Vikings and then you're like all right well now maybe they'll get on a little bit of a roll no Washington just rolls right over them um, looking at this I'm I'm a lot less concerned to be honest with you about Lamar Jackson I, the thing that concerns me is Calais Campbell is back from COVID as well. Pernell McPhee is back from COVID as well. They got those cornerbacks. Like I know they're six and five, but this is a this is a nasty defense, yep. and I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna come at Andy Dalton because they know what this offensive line looks like. So uh, if the Cowboys, you know, I'm guessing Dalton's gonna get sacked a few times. I'm guessing the Cowboys are gonna like they're gonna be minus two in turnover differential in this game. That I think is gonna be the real problem. Um, so you know. Hey, last time I picked against them, they went up and beat Minnesota, so maybe I'm wrong. But I just think Baltimore grinds out like a 23-10 to 10 win. Just not a very pretty thing to watch, but that's where we're at. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think I think the sentiment here is that it. I just don't see how the Cowboys are going to be able to move the ball effectively against that defense. I think that defense is probably the more underrated thing that we've talked about all week with regards to that team is their defense. And they, they can put – you know they can put out some really good efforts and shut teams down. Offense has been an area where the Cowboys have struggled and in games being able to move the ball, especially when they haven't had competent play at the tackle position. I think this is going to be another game where they're going to have to go with those young guys, obviously, at, at tackle. I just think that's a bad, bad matchup for them. I think the Baltimore Ravens win this game. They win 24-13. I don't think it's really even that close. I think the they, they end up losing a game that they really just cannot 
stop their uh, their defense from getting to their quarterback. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We will not have shows tomorrow because the game's happening tomorrow. We will have shows again on Wednesday. We'll let you know what happened, what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!